Good evening, everyone. Brian Newbert here from GoldenBlack.com, live in his car, accompanied, as always, by my turn signal, um, driving home from Mackey Arena, uh, this time following Purdue's 73-55 to win over Nebraska. Uh, this is your Golden Black Radio Express postgame podcast. It is brought to you by our friends at Files Purdue Bookstores, the uh, Sand Valley Golf Resort, TNW Design and Build, AcrePro.com, the Whitaker Inn, which I'll be driving by here shortly, and the East End Grill and Ripple and Company. So Purdue wins 73-55 to over Nebraska, completing a two-game regular season sweep of the Cornhuskers. No surprise there. Um, this one unfolded very differently from the first one, however. Uh, you remember in Lincoln a few weeks ago, Purdue went to overtime uh, after leading by as many as 14 in the second half. That was directly attributable to the three-pointer and the randomness of it and its influence over college basketball and basketball at all levels. Because Purdue couldn't make a shot in Lincoln. Uh, and Nebraska in the second half, after being down 14, suddenly went on this run of shooting way over its head. Uh, completely changed the game, forced overtime, and you know the rest. Purdue goes on to win in overtime. This time, Purdue atypically, uncharacteristically, um, shot really well in the first half of a basketball game. Fletcher Lawyer makes four or five threes or whatever it was in the first half. And... Uh, really set a good tone for Purdue um, for the entirety of the game. Uh, Purdue ends up leading by 20-something there in the second half. Even though Purdue made all those threes early on, uh, they still couldn't really shake Nebraska. It was still like a six-point game at times in the first half, you know, things like that. But I don't think there was ever really any moments of doubt in terms of who was going to win the game. Uh, But from Purdue's perspective, it was really nice to see them, you know, make some early three-pointers. Uh, which is something they struggled to do. Even as they've shot well since Big Ten play resumed, you remember they were 0-7 to start the Ohio State game before they really turned it on. I personally think that it is a little more important to make early three-pointers than it is just your random, you know, four minutes left in the first half three-pointer just because I think it sets a tone and it it can help dictate how teams are going to guard you. You know, right now, Opposing defenses are selling out to stop Zach Eady, uh, as they have all season long, with varying results. Um, but they've also been playing with fire. Uh, they have absolutely, positively been sticking their neck out, uh, just just hoping that uh, Fletcher Lawyer or uh, Brandon Newman or Braden Smith or Caleb First or Mason Gillis don't chop said head off. Uh, and tonight, Nebraska did the same things to Zach Eady they did in Lincoln. Uh, really effectively took the ball out of his hands, essentially, and Fletcher Lawyer, you know, really made them pay. He had, uh, uh, he was 6-12 of 12 from three-point range for the game, but he really uh, dominated that first half with his shooting, and that, it's only been a matter of time on that. You know, I, I've said before, I think he's the most gifted the most complete shooter I think Matt Painter's ever signed at Purdue, and that is a mouthful. That is absolutely a mouthful because I understand Dakota Mathias, Ryan Klein, Carson Edwards, Kendall Stevens even, uh, Ryan Smith, Robbie Hummel, so on and so forth. Those guys were elite shooters, and I, I, I don't take my words lightly. I try to think about what I say before I say it. Again, varying results, but um, I do think Fletcher Lawyer is the best and most gifted uh, shooter Matt Painter's ever signed. Uh, one of the better uh, complete 
one of the better and more complete all-around offensive players Matt Painter's ever signed. Uh, his questions long-term I always thought would come on defense and in the physicality of the game. And none of that has phased him to this point. And you finally, on this night, saw the three-pointer finally come around. You know, as good as he's been all season long for Purdue in so many different ways, uh, both tangible and intangible, you know, I, I don't think that his three-point percentage ever lived up to what he was capable of, to what he probably expects himself. Now, granted, he's doing it on, on immense volume, and there is a difference between percentages on low volume and high volume. There's a big difference. Uh, it's really hard to be a high percentage shooter when you're taking 12 of them a game. Uh, that's overstatement for what he's been doing this year, but he has been taking a lot of threes, and it, it's hard to shoot 45%, 50%, whatever it might be, on that many threes. Um, but him being around 30%, most of the non-conference season, that that was not like him. Uh, and normally, you know, players against inferior defenses in non-conference play shoot better. And then when you get into the better defenses, the better coaching, the more detailed scouting reports uh, of the Big Ten, it goes the other way on you. This has been the opposite, and I think that's really interesting. I think it's really interesting that Fletcher Lawyer didn't shoot great against bad defenses or less equipped defenses or less prepared defenses. But now that he's gotten into you know some of the some of the meat of Big Ten play, um, he's shooting pretty well. And even against Rutgers, he he made a couple threes. That wasn't his best game. But ever since ever since Big Ten play resumed, uh, you know he's he's at fifty percent from three point range. Will he keep that up all season? Probably not. Certainly not. Um, but he's showing you what he can do. And what he's doing beyond that is he's putting it on tape what he can do. And where I think that's significant is I always come back to this, is that, you know, Sasha Stefanovic on his own, you know, was a good shooter for Purdue. He was a really good shooter for Purdue. He was not the guy that scared the life out of you. But when you would see what he was capable of doing on that one random night on Sunday night against Virginia or whoever whatever night it might be against whatever opponent it might have been when you see how he could just get on one of those heaters and just completely flip a game on its side that was the starting point for a lot of defensive game plans because that was the first thing you had to make sure didn't happen because he could beat you before the game even started uh essentially and that opened up a lot of things for Travion Williams and Zach Eady and all these other guys Purdue had around Sasha Stefanovic these last couple of years, Jaden Ivey, all these guys that they had around him. And I think now that Fletcher Lawyer is shooting so well in Big Ten play, I think you start to see maybe people key on him a little bit more and maybe you can get Zach Eady a little bit more space than he's been getting. Not a lot of space, but a little bit more space uh, you can see maybe people uh, cheat out on Fletcher Lawyer a little bit more and, and produce you know, ball screen stuff, and maybe that opens up a little bit more for Braden Smith. Maybe Ethan Morton gets some more open shots, even though he's gotten a lot of open shots this season. It just makes for good offense when you have a threat on the perimeter like Fletcher Lawyer is showing he can be. Uh, anything that creates more space for Zach Eady is a positive thing for Purdue. There's no way around that. And the way Fletcher Lawyer's shooting, I can't help but think that there's going to be some residual benefit to this down the line. And him making all these threes are going to be great um, in the moment, but I think there's going to be more to come for per other people other than Fletcher Lawyer down the line because of it as well. That's kind of the power of the three-pointer. 
that's the power of the shooter. Uh, Purdue's seen it time and time again with various guys over the years, and I think Fletcher Lawyer is definitely establishing himself as that player. Uh, you know, the other guys to talk about after this game, and it, it, it's Nebraska on a Friday night. You know, it, it's, it wasn't all that revealing a game. Uh, Nebraska was shorthanded, too, so that takes even a little bit more intrigue out of the outcome. Um, but Braden Smith just keeps – I mean, he's been absolutely a godsend for this Purdue team this year. And the way he's running offense, the way he's running ball screens, and the way he's just – putting pressure on defenses you just can't say enough about the command that this guy has shown uh throughout his freshman season so far good for him he's been an absolute revelation for Purdue this season I think Zach Eady's willingness just to fit in when he just has to fit in uh I think is a big deal for this team too you know I keep coming back to this that a lot of great players a lot of players who are the best players on their team would feel a lot of urgency to get their numbers or a lot of responsibility to do what you know basketball culture dictates a best player on a team should be doing and he's not he's not going along with that stuff he's making the right basketball plays when there's nothing there for him he's a lot he's helping everyone else get their shots get their threes get their rebounds whatever it might be now if Purdue was losing you know I don't know how he'd react to that sometimes great players would would react differently based on the outcomes uh, but so far, so good for 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 Zach Eady. He has been 100% ego-free this season, and that is as high a compliment as you can pay an All-American, as I think you can uh, you can pay uh, or something. Um, so just you can't say enough about the demeanor and the approach he's taken this season, uh, the egoless nature he's carried himself with, the selflessness he's carried himself with. That sets a really, really valuable, important tone for this team all the way down. He's setting a great example for everyone on this roster, and uh, I think you can't say enough about him. So I am driving past the Whitaker Inn right now, so that's my that's my wrap-it-up music starting here. So I'm going to go ahead and cut this off. Uh, this has been your Golden Black Radio Express postgame podcast from Purdue's 73-55 win over Nebraska. It was brought to you by our friends at the Purdue Federal Credit Union, uh, the Sand Valley Golf Resort, TNW Design and Build, AcrePro.com, the Whitaker Inn, which I'm looking right outside my driver's side window at, um, and the East End Grill and Ripple and Company. So thanks so much, everybody, for listening. I appreciate it. Uh, I will talk to you again Monday night following Purdue's game at Michigan State. A uh, really, really consequential game in the Big Ten race uh, relatively early in the Big Ten season. So that'll be a... That'll be an interesting one. So we'll talk to you then. Thanks, everybody.